0: This is Movie Hopping for Monday, January 28th, 2019, and across the table from me, the Cheney to my Bush, or the Bush to my Cheney. What do you think, Adam Hall? Which is it? Mm. (laughs) This is a real important mm, question. Well, Nico. This, (laughs) This is the type of question that every friendship or relationship should have with one another is who's the bush and who's the Cheney Hmm. who do you want to be who would you rather be in life good question Dick Cheney or
1: George Bush well I don't like Amy Adams
0: oh okay (laughs) that's the deal breaker for you Uh, Cheney I'd rather be Bush Okay. All right. All right. I think that's settled. I think that's definitely (laughs) settled. I'd much rather be the fun-loving, kind of intoxicated, 'er ne'er-do-well younger brother who also got to be president. And I could be Darth Vader. Yeah. And I give a lot of mints to Michelle Obama.
1: Yeah. 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 And I speak gravelly and and look like like a real intimidating freak. And you survive four heart attacks. That's right. And then I get my heart
0: pulled out at the end. How fucking crazy is it that the man had four heart attacks? (laughs) Good for him. That is, like, (laughs) insane. Like, how crazy is that that he's,
1: like... It reminded me of, like, Tony Soprano. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, man, there's truth to
0: to how that character is portrayed in this movie, though. Here's, Mm -hmm. like, for some reason, I didn't feel like the movie lingered on that fact enough. Like, I know, like, a lot was put into the heart at the end, and it was, you know, it it was a very heavy-handed metaphor, but... That's pretty crazy that the dude survived four heart attacks, and says like a lot about his will to live and his spirit, and the fact that this dude just won't go away. Well, it was it was in the movie? It's played like a running gag, though. Like, it's, right? It's funny
1: when it happens, and it
0: is funny when it happens. But like, it really, I do
1: laugh. When but that. it really shouldn't be. Is
0: kind of what you what
1: you're, you're insinuating? It's like
0: they're fucking heart attacks, right. right? For for all of the, I guess the 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 mythic nature of this movie. For as much as they want to make about these very complicated events. Like, I feel like the heart thing should have been one of those mythic events. I don't know. We'll talk about it as we go, I guess. We're talking about Vice this week. Yeah, we are. Finally. I finally saw a movie. Yes, you haven't been to the movies in a while. No, yeah. And I've just been pounding these things out. I want to see Spider-Man. I still want to see Spider-Man. I just saw Spider-Man last week, and maybe we'll talk about that eventually. Okay. Uh, The upcoming winner uh, of Best Animated Picture at the Oscars this year. That is my prediction. Could win. Yeah, I think it is going to win. Yeah, all right. Because it's really good. Uh-huh. It's really, really I, good. I guys.
1: told you to see it. I told why aren't we doing Spider Man? Yeah, you're Why right. aren't we doing Spider Man? And then you're just like, uh,
0: I kind of scoffed at it because I I've had a little bit of Spider Man fatigue. I'm not going to lie. What are you lie. talking about? You had Spider Man fatigue. Bit of sp- How do you guys have Spider-Man Spider Man fatigue? Spider-Man... Screw you. Spider Man's in everything now,
1: man. Who cares? It's Spider Man. He won't go away. He's great. He's the best. It's like it's like uh, the, the alternative. It's like we get Deadpool and we're like yeah, fuck Deadpool. It's fine, but your alternative is Spider Man in this case, and you're 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 saying no to Spider Man. How dare you? It's
0: not no. It's just slow down. Like I, I love Spider Man, but do we need to have five different timelines going at once? It's like there's the Venom timeline, and he's then... not in Venom. I know, but it's. Uh, <sighs> They don't even show off Venom the way he's supposed to. It's not, he's not birthed from Peter Parker at all. The Spider Man universe mm-hmm. has been like mined for parts. It feels like a chop shop almost. You know, it's like Sony had it for a little while, and then they did it to death with the amazing Spider Man movies. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, all right, fuck it. Here you go. You can have the rights to it now, Marvel. And it's really good. I love homecoming. No, I like homecoming too, but it's like I just saw an Avengers. I don't need another, or I thought at least I didn't need another iteration of this story. Turns out, definitely yes needed another iteration of this story. Oh, I needed it so much. I love. Ex- I needed it like
1: blood, like oxygen. I was explaining this to to Abby, and I was uh, I was like, yeah, I'm like I really want to see the new Spider Man because there's a spider pig in it, and she's like, like <laughs> what, like Homer Simpson spider pig, and I'm like. Well, that would be great, but no, kind of, <laughs> kind of, in a just way, just as goofy. I was like, "It's it's Spider Ham, Spider Ham, Spider Ham." Oh. Uh, I know see, I know a lot about Peter Porker. I'm I'm a big fan of Spider Ham, so okay. uh, the fact that he's in this just just warms my cockles, as you say.
0: I will, um, I will say this. This is okay. Maybe I don't know. I'll, I won't give too much away of my review, but I did appreciate the fact that this movie just went for it as a comic book movie. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, like, there's this over-reliance on gritty realism, and they're adapting an art form which is, by its very nature, not gritty and realistic. Yep, You know, like, comic books look vibrant and look alive and sometimes look cartoonish, and they have characters like Peter Porker, and they have characters like noir Spider-Man as portrayed in this movie. And what Spider-Verse decided to do was say... You know what? We're making a comic book movie. Let's make it look like a comic book. Mm -hmm. And let's make it feel like a comic book. And let's have the spirit of comic books embedded throughout. And I was worried that Peter Porker was not going to work. I was worried that Spider-Man Noir was not going to work. And they pulled it off because they just went for it. And they were totally self-aware. And they threw everything up against the wall. And it was awesome. And they almost, in a way... We're mocking the fact that the Spider-Man universe has this many alternate timelines okay. and this many continuities. Uh, there's a specific dig at Spider-Man 3 and the Tobey Maguire really? gothic sequence. It is specifically referenced. Okay. Uh, the movie just sort of, you know, makes fun of the fact that it has become more than just one franchise. And I liked it. Interesting. It
1: sounds like my kind of movie.
0: Yeah. It, and the animation is gorgeous. Yeah,
1: it seemed very unique. And oh, I really... my God. See, we're already reviewing the film,
0: and I haven't even seen it. No, but it's true, though. Like Disney did a bunch of 2D animation, and they sort of created the template for animation up until the 90s when Pixar took over, and they did their 3D CGI animation. And since then, it feels like everything has been a parody of Pixar or has been a cheap imitation of Pixar. Mm -hmm. Even Disney movies, Zootopia and Frozen, just borrow the Pixar template. This movie... I think, has created a new brand of animation. It's not quite 2D. It's not quite 3D. And it feels more alive than either version. Wow. I truly feel that way. Okay. And it looks like a comic book, which is great because it's a comic book movie. All right. Just turn into it. I want to see it. That's the problem with adults, man. Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean there's a problem with adults? Adults are always like, yo, I like this stupid thing as a kid. Let's make it all mature now. And let's try to rationalize the fact that we like 10 year old comic books. And this movie was like, no, Just this is one. a movie for kids. And let's make them like they were made back in the 60s when Stanley and Steve Ditko wrote them. And when they were still alive. Yeah. Unfortunately, another Stanley cameo, though, in Spider Verse. Was it actually Stanley? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, they've been banking these things.
1: <laughs> they've been banking these things. No, I swear. <laughs> they have like 10.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? They filmed a bunch of Stanley cameos before he died because they suspected he didn't have many more years left. That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, so he's going to, like, appear in the next ten Marvel movies. It's creepy, man. They just have these generic He has more of an authentic... Inserts. He has
1: more, like, Jesus, like, that's almost like a literal life after death. That's
0: really weird. It's, yeah, exactly what it is. He has all of this screen time still coming very strange <laughs> very because
1: it's gonna be so different seeing those now because now we used to see them be like there's the other one and now we're like oh god right dead there guy. he is dead i don't guy. think they
0: thought that through yeah yeah you're right it does feel a lot weirder now mm-hmm. i remember when the stories were coming out i didn't think it was that weird it's thing.
1: the kind of thing that will take you right out of the movie too right like it's like oh god that's right he's dead he's dead guys he's well, dead Well, the
0: stanley <laughs> movies do that anyway like, yeah. whenever Stanley appears, it's always... It's not as overt as that, though, you know, where you,
1: you stop thinking about the movie and you think about something that's take, taken place outside of the theater. Right.
0: Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. Rest in peace. Definitely. Rest in peace, yeah. yeah. You gave us Spider-Man and I love you. Yeah. Let's talk about Vice, shall we? Okay. So, you saw it last night? I saw it last night. Right, I want to hear your thoughts and then I I have a bit of a monologue, so go for it. Um.
1: Well, I think it's very entertaining. It's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a very watchable movie for the most part. Um, at the same time, um, I, I'm, I'm so split on this movie. Yeah. I, like, it's weird, because I, I can't deny, like, it, yeah, I, I had a good time watching it, for the most part, but I, I just, that was, like, the whole movie was, like, a drug PSA. Kind of. That's an interesting comparison, yeah. It was, like, a propaganda film. It is. To it- the point, to the point where there's, like big text popping up on screen to tell you what's going on <laughs> and to tell you what's wrong with people in satirical. It's like Starship Troopers level satire. Right. With how absurd it gets. Yeah. I'm like, like movie. You you, you can't be this one sided. You're right. Yeah. It, it was almost <laughs> like, yeah,
0: if a socialist country created a government funded project to explain the story of dick cheney and george bush that is what it would look like yeah it would be very well made yes it would uh you know be watchable because all propaganda has to be enjoyable and entertaining in some way shape or absolutely form in order to suck the viewer in yes but yeah it is about that one-sided yeah that's an that is an interesting comparison.
1: And like even with the way it's edited, sometimes and how just on the nose it—I've it, never seen imag- like imagery just just to tell you an idea as clearly as humanly possible to the point where it's like I felt like a, a, chill, a child in the theater watching it. Yeah. Like oh my god, I'm I'm baiting George Bush here. Cut to a fishing line. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this job and manipulate this guy to give it to me. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm going after my kill. Like, I'm going to get it cut to a fucking lion attacking a gazelle. Like, what
0: is this, a Lars von Trier film? <laughs> hey, I'm going to precariously create a web of lies where if one dish is removed the whole tower of ceramics falls over cut to a tower with dishes and teapots (laughs) in which one plate is removed and the tower of ceramics falls over this movie is a drug PSA for children (laughs) yeah you have a point you have a point that being said Holy shit! Was this an entertaining movie? It's a fun movie. It's really yeah, it's fun. fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's really, 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 really fun. Yes, it's a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. It is the breeziest two and a half hours I can remember yeah. in a long time. It's a, it's fa- I, not the breeziest, but it's fast enough. It know. it in my opinion flies by. I honestly could have taken four hours of this movie. In a way, the comparison I'd like to make is JFK. Like JFK is a totally bullshit, cartoonish but entertaining movie that's very long. Uh, do you? Th- I feel like JFK is taking itself far more seriously, though. Kinda. I mean, well, I think this movie the, takes itself pretty seriously too. Yeah,
1: but in a different like, there's, there's a, I don't know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a bleakness and a sort of grimness to JFK, in my opinion. And this one's, this one kind of has that, but this one is like goofy. Yeah. You know, like JFK isn't goofy at all. That's true. It's like, it's like, yeah, no, we're, it's, it's an overstylized version of this insane story, yeah, and how appropriate to tell that. Whereas this, like, like. Guys, there's a scene in Vice where to t- to prove a point about like, I, I guess the the narrative of of uh, of um Dick Chainer where we where maybe he thought he was gonna go. They play a like a credit sequence. Oh god.
0: <laughs> no, see here's the thing. I fucking loved this part. Yes, no, I, I liked it really too. Liked it,
1: but it's weird because there's a part of me that's like that was really fun and it was funny as fuck. Really funny. But one of s- the best laughs of the year in my opinion. oh my god yeah. But at the same time, I'm. I stopped watching the movie and thinking about it for a second and I'm just I'm just kinda like like it's just it's just make it just makes you want to hate the guy too, like very clearly, especially towards the end. Dick Cheney? Yeah. Uh
0: yeah, I mean of course, all of this is 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 a demonization and, and, and vilification of the character. That uh credit sequence uh I, I it was almost Adam McKay showing off, like, yeah. oh look at this awesome idea I thought of. How funny am I? And it sort of lingers ...on the credits and you realize, holy shit, are they actually going to do this? And that's what the movie does. They uh, get to what should have been the end of Dick Cheney's story and then start rolling the credits at the end with Christian Bale as Dick Cheney yep. and Amy Adams as Mrs. Cheney and
1: But like prior to that like Dick Cheney went on to to have no more heart attacks and he he became a like an Olympian <laughs> athlete and he lives happily with his wife in in this place ever since And his
0: daughter was never harassed and nope. they and they sat on their fortunes and yeah. left like, politics behind Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that was really fucking good shit. Playing with that, those <laughs> clichés. It was Yeah, that was great
1: stuff. But then it, it keeps going and it's like oh the whole point of that was for me to just hate this guy even more yeah and again that becomes even more evident at the end and i guess we'll get to that oh we
0: definitely will but like
1: i just i just oh my god i was struggling with this movie all the way through
0: so i felt about the exact same way that you did i guess um i uh i really generally speaking don't like movies that completely dehumanize the protagonist like, I generally have a problem with that. And I, this movie, every time they were given the opportunity to humanize Dick Cheney, mm-hmm. they decided not, not to. to. Yeah. It, it was literally around every single turn. There was no humanity in this man. And there was no humanity in essentially every character on screen, with the exception of perhaps his daughter. Yeah, I was going to say, the daughters have it. I mean, the wife certainly doesn't have it. No, the wife is, is another just
1: villain. Steve, is... Steve Carell doesn't. I mean, does... I mean,
0: and then you th- you look at the way they portrayed uh, uh, George W. Bush, and he's just a bumbling fool. Right. No, he certainly doesn't have any humanity either. And the, the, oh my god! And it's so the, funny that we're we're praising Sam Rockwell, like he was literally just nominated for Best Supporting Actor for and this movie. Yeah, he he picked up a nom. And okay, I, first of all, he doesn't play that significant of a role in the movie. He's Not at just all, sort of really? a tertiary character. But like,
1: that's just an impression. This entire movie is like is like a caricature. Yeah,
0: it's an SNL sketch, right? It's just a glorified yeah. SNL sketch in a way, but like a very entertaining one and a very funny one. Yeah, but again, it just, again, I think it 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 sort of goes to show what I'm saying or it maybe even proves what I'm saying. Like, this is a propaganda movie. Yeah. It really is. Right. <laughs> um. So here's... Here was my main takeaway. First of all, I find this period of American history to be very, very fascinating. Because and, you don't know so much about it. Well, yeah, because I don't know. So, a lot you, of it is shrouded in mystery. You lived it and you don't know much about it is um, the creepy part. Yeah. Uh, I knew a fair amount of of, uh, yeah. of what was going on just in terms of Halliburton and uh, the retaliation to 9-11 and the invasion of Iraq and... There was a lot that was sort of missed and a lot of context that was sort of glossed over. Mm-hmm. My main problem, I guess, with the movie, and this is just the entire premise of the movie, is that Dick Cheney is doing all of this shit for the sake of greed and power. Yep. I mean, that is his entire motivation. And the entire time, like you are I'm just
1: watching it. I'm like, why? why okay. And we're talking about the film being very one-sided here, and I'm like, this
0: film doesn't even bother exploring really motivations. That's that's the larger point, I think, that I'm trying to make, is I don't mind a movie that's one-sided or that has a point of view. But back it up. Right. Movie, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, Movies are supposed to have a point of view, and, yeah. and every filmmaker, if you don't have an opinion about your subject matter when you approach it, you're probably not doing that good of a job. You know, and just because this happens to be a political movie doesn't make it any more or less a movie with a point of view, right? So I understand that. Like, if you want to make a movie about how evil Dick Cheney is, fine, but at least try to understand him as a human being. Yeah. That's script writing 101. If you've ever taken a rudimentary screenwriting class or ever explored the world of screenwriting, the one thing you hear over and over again is what is the character's motivation? Why is he doing what you have him doing? And if you can't justify that, then your movie falls flat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that is a, uh, a, 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 an inescapable flaw of vice. Yes. Th- there's no, there's no uh, squirming out of this one. They do not justify his actions in any human way. And Adam McKay is either blinded by his own political beliefs or truly believes this about Dick Cheney. But he thinks this was just a guy that assumed power at a very pivotal time in American history Mm -hmm. and sought only to make money and kill people in the Middle East. Yeah. He's just an evil, evil guy. Yeah. And I'm sorry. That's all it was. that's not how politics works. That's not how Washington, D.C. works. No. that That's not how anybody that has ever assumed the office of president or vice president has ever operated. That's not how humanity works. No, it's not.
1: And this is what I was thinking like while I was watching, and I'm just like, okay, like, if you wanted to do this right, you could have had the central focus be Dick Cheney, but you tell the story of politics at that time. So you're not just focusing on the the failings of the Republican parties, but you go into like maybe the frustrations with the Democratic Party and maybe the, some of the stakes they they made to influence the decisions of the Republicans, so on and so forth. But like, look at all of it, because if you're taking it from this one side, you're you, honestly, I was like, you're really
0: missing a, a much larger point. You're missing a lot of context. Yeah, I mean, the movie conveniently leaves out a lot of the military stuff from the '90s. Like, there is barely any mention of Operation Desert Storm at all. <laughs> Like the first time we invaded Iraq, uh, I mean, yep. I, I, I could I could go on and on about the historical inaccuracies, but the movie essentially says George Bush was a bumbling fool. He became president. He asked Dick Cheney to be his running mate simply because he had a lot of experience. Yep. Also missing the fact that he was his father's Secretary of Defense, but we're gonna gloss over that. That's about five minutes of the movie. Yep. Bush Jr. asks him to like. Be in charge of national security, and uh, you know he takes care of essentially the aftermath of nine eleven and negotiates a lot of the military contracts at the time, and we are like supposed to believe that george bush had no say in this whatsoever literally in that scene where they're sitting down eating chicken
1: by the way that (laughs) cut where it zooms in on him as a little piece of chicken is i know that
0: is the most lazy piece of filmmaking i've seen all year
1: i'm just like that was so lazy you i literally turned to my brother i'm like are you fucking kidding me i know like that's how (laughs) that's
0: that's our shorthand for george w as an idiot I'm just like this, like that one. I'm like, okay, that was just bad. No, it was lazy. Like, 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 like
1: respect your audience a little bit more, dude. Holy right. shit. But I remember like, like when Dick Cheney's laying out, I can handle military, uh, foreign policy economy, you know, the, the social work, whatever. Pretty He's good like Dick every- Cheney impression. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah, pretty good. Is it not
0: bad? Yeah. yeah. You should win an Oscar for that. Thank you. <laughs> I believe we could make this work. Not bad. I have that. a heart attack. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, Nico, <clears throat> I think I have to go to the hospital.
0: <laughs> mm. I loved every time he said that. <laughs> I think that was the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we are led to believe essentially that George Bush was just a passenger. Yeah. and had no say in this whatsoever.
1: Essentially saying, yeah, Dick Cheney was actually president.
0: Which is, like,
1: <laughs> simply not true. Yeah. Because, like, like... Wait, wait, wait. My book was, like, that jump is... I mean, that's, like, comically over the top, if that's what you're suggesting. No.
0: And, like, I don't have to be in the room to know this. It's, like, George W.'s father began the conflict in Iraq. A lot of the... The invasion of Iraq after 9-11 was retaliation for the first Gulf War in the 90s. And, like, we're just not even gonna, like... Talk about that, or speak about Dick Cheney's role in that conflict, or speak about George W.'s role in that conflict, because obviously it doesn't fit Adam McKay's narrative. Yep, it's right. A, it's about him pushing his
1: beliefs before the truth, right? Anything else, and I'm just, I'm just, it's, it was almost kind of uncomfortable watching it sometimes. Yeah, I really didn't like this film with, with, with how. I mean, I, I didn't like the film taking that approach to it. We'll say because I'm just like Jesus Christ, like it, it is. Somewhat disconcerting that this film is that one-sided and that like mean-spirited.
0: Yes. Really. Right. Uh, and that just doesn't care about its characters at all. It, I, I kept thinking like Adam McKay. No offense, but you're being like just as bad
1: in a certain context. Well, no, I don't know about that. But. <laughs> no, but, no, but like on the on the spectrum of like movies, like this is leaning more towards like Michael Moore shit. Right. Yes. Yeah, yes. You know what I mean? Almost. Yeah. And I'm just like,
0: what are you doing? No, I agree with you. So the movie. I think in two scenes really sets up what Dick Cheney's character is all about. There, there are two scenes. The first is when he's watching Donald Rumsfeld, uh, give the speech to all of the Washington DC interns. I'll say there's three scenes. Okay. Okay. And so he's sitting in this auditorium and the guy asks, because he's so enamored by Rumsfeld's speech, what party does that guy belong to? and the guy next to him says he's a Republican. And Cheney, after thinking about it for three seconds, goes, oh, good, because I'm a Republican too, implying that that's when he made the decision that he was going to commit his life to conservative politics. It's like, okay. All right. I don't think that's exactly how it happened, but whatever. (laughs) I get your point. So get it. You could have been either a Democrat or Republican. You just so happened to choose this path. Mm -hmm. Fine. Moment number two. He's outside... Uh, is it, it's during the Kissinger meeting. There's this Kissinger meeting uh, deciding whether or not they're going to bomb Kuwait, right? Or they're going to, is it Kuwait? One of those, uh, one of those military insurgences we uh, attempted in the 70s. Oh, yeah. And they're outside the office and he's talking to Rumsfeld again and Cheney asks him in what is the most heavy-handed piece of dialogue I think I've read all year or heard all year, what do we, what do believe? we believe? And Rumsfeld just starts laughing at him. <laughs> Like, and then slams the door on him. What do we believe? Hmm. Slams the door. And just slams the door and starts laughing. Yep. And it's like, I wanted to fucking shake Adam McKay right then and there. And it's... Here's here's my bigger problem. You can still be honest about these characters' motivations and be just as scathing. Yes. Like, you can make them out to be evil but also righteous villains at the same time. Yes, because they do it all the time. I mean, Detroit
1: was a fantastic example of that. Okay, I didn't see that movie. It's just like, yeah, no, these guys... Here's here's what you do. And the, the line, we don't believe anything, essentially. It's just like, no. No, 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 no. The best villains ever are the ones who believe in everything that they're doing. Yes, and think that they're the good guys. That's why they're compelling and that's how you can get at them. Right. That's exactly right. It's like here is why you're wrong and I can break it down to you and 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 show you that your way of thinking is just fucked up. Right. But at least you actually have
0: fucked up motivations that are there. Right. I no, but you, but ex- yes, exactly. It's you don't need to make them cynical and heartless. You have what they did. Like yeah. like I, I mean, you <laughs> You could definitively say that Dick Cheney played a large role in a pointless war after 9-11. Like that's a really big thing, you know? And like people are complicated. Like people don't just are are not just born and do nothing but evil and then die. It's like they do some good things and some bad things, yep. and they have strengths and weaknesses. And your job is to present those actions to the audience and let them make Their own decision. And you can have a point of view, and you can lead them down a path, but you have to be honest. Yes. Like, you have to present truth. That's what filmmaking is all about. It's about truth. I don't mean to get too uh, on my soapbox here. But But with a movie about this, it's based on real events, I feel like you you sort of have somewhat of a responsibility to do that. Yes, exactly. Precisely right. Precisely right. You can't just say... and in a post-credit sequence at the end of this movie, they pay specific reference to it. Mm -hmm. It, uh, There's this, like, think tank that a bunch of people are in, and they ask the question, uh, did you like the movie? Did you think it was one-sided? And this Trump supporter in the room just goes, ah, it was so liberal, these libtards making all this propaganda in Hollywood. And one of the Democrats says in the room, how could they have been lying about it? Those are real factual events. And it's like... No, there's a lot more there. There, yep. film is not about the what; it's about the why. It's all about the why. Those are the questions that we all concern ourselves with when we watch a movie. It's not what's happening; it's why is this happening. Yep. And so, if you're not honest about the why, it doesn't ma- matter how honest you are about the what. Yep. You know, it's frustrating. It really well, is. Well, because you
1: miss a greater point, and you give people the wrong idea. Yeah. And that's the whole thing with this movie. I'm just like, I just, I'm just, I'm sorry, but. Focus more on these details, like expand more in this aspect. Like you said, with the whys and whatnot, it's like, there's just so much more to it than
0: treating every character like they're a comic book villain. Hmm. And, and doing, and, and for the most part, like these performances were also fairly comic book. Yes. Like, absolutely. Uh, Sam, Sam Rockwell is, as we said, I mean, put Will Ferrell in that role and I don't think it's dramatically different. Could be better. Maybe. <laughs> could be. Uh, could be. Who knows? Put Christian Bale, uh, I mean, Christian Bale was great, but again, I don't think he's better than Bradley Cooper. Not even close. He's probably going to win the Oscar this year. And I, again, I, I feel like that's an impression, and Bradley Cooper is doing a character. Not even remotely close. I don't even think they're in the same league. I really don't. I I wouldn't have nominated Christian Bale. I probably would have given him a nomination. He is quite good. He is transformative. No, he's very, very good. But again,
1: it is just like a silly impression of of Dick Cheney. Right. That's all it is. I mean, it's a well-realized impression and and silly interpretation of that, but that's all it is. Sure. He doesn't really have to play with emotion, really. Not not really. No. Because it's so comedic and over the top most of the time. Like, he's funny in the movie more than anything else. Right. He's not scary at all, which is kind of what... His character, I think, maybe should be, but he's not. Um, There's a moment or two where he's kind of menacing, but yeah, it's uh,
0: it's. Hmm. I I don't quite know. I mean, I I don't I don't quite know what Adam McKay is looking for. I don't know if we're so, supposed to be laughing at these people or fearing these people. And I guess that's sort of the larger problem here. Yeah, like if you think that they're just dumb, then it's satire. Yep. right and if you think that they are cynical and brilliant and conniving and menacing then perhaps that tone is not appropriate that's an interesting point I didn't really think about it that way well and yeah well this was the other thing
1: was that uh it when I when I watched the film I'm just like and I saw the trailers for it I'm like th- this looks like like I know the trailers are, are keeping a tone but visually it's it's shot like 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 a really grim intense tone drama like Mm. like if you like if you were to take away all the the audio out of this film and I just watched it I'd be like oh this film's like really dark and serious and it's it's like oh my god there's terrible shit happening everywhere clearly right yeah but then you actually watch the film and how the performances are cued and the the musical choices and it's it's
0: like it's like an Adam McKay film yeah but here's the thing though and this is what we keep coming back to I really like Adam McKay's sensibilities I really do enjoy them. I just wish that they were used for good more than evil. I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say like I, like Anchorman's amazing.
1: Yeah, fucking wonderful. I'm sort of lukewarm on Step Brothers, but uh, I love The Big Short. I love it too. I and love this is the very. Big,
0: I mean, it's it, almost The Big Short, but
1: not quite. But the The Big Short is a is about as good as I think he could get with his sensibilities. right? Because that's cued just right. And the other thing here's the other. Um, I was gonna say is that. Um, the ideas that they're playing with and, and that they're examining and criticizing are more ubiquitous in something like The Big Short, are things that most people understand and can get behind. Sure. It's not, it's not, it's, it's, to me, it's harder to take sides in something like The Big Short. So it's more accessible in that way to tell a story
0: like that. Right. You know I also I mean? believe that, that the motivation is greed because they're literally Wall Street bankers and, and hedge fund owners. Yes.
1: But it's, and it's played more, honestly, it's weird because that movie's so meta, but it's, more
0: authentic. It is. It is yeah. again that's again like there there are these breakaway sequences where you have Anthony Bourdain and Margot Robbie yeah. explaining uh, like these, like what a short is and what an IPO is, and you would think that wouldn't work in a movie like that, but it is able to reach both comedic highs and dramatic highs. Yes, which and is, that is what you're looking for in an Adam McKay movie, which, certainly.
1: And that makes it more interesting and complicated the way it should be. Like that scene where he's talking with the guy on Wall Street, and he asks him how much money he makes, and Steve Carell's like, "You are just a tremendous piece of shit," and walks away. <laughs> and that
0: just—that's <laughs> the attitude of the movie. And right, I love it. Right. And again, I buy it. I buy that they're cynical. They're literally in the business to make money. And so those people, as despicable and as foreign as they may seem, are still real people. Yep. Dick Cheney, no. In this? No, 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 no. You do not become vice president of the United States if you do not believe in your core that you are doing something right for the nation. Even Donald Trump. And I know, like, we talk about this all the time, that Donald Trump is just in it for attention and is just, you know... uh, is in it for either the cash or for the publicity or for the fame. Donald Trump, although he might be in it for those things, believes that he's a good president. Mm -hmm. And that's the important thing believes in what he's fighting for believes that the country should be made great again believes that he should stand up to China and believes he should build a wall between us and Mexico he believes that it is the right course for america to take as yeah. misguided and wrong as he is but that is in a way scarier than someone who is cynically sitting behind the scenes pulling the puppet strings as if he's playing a board game. And here's the thing, too, by the way, is that
1: when you take away the motivation, the character, if not only do they feel uh, less authentic, but they feel weaker in that way. Sure. I am far more intimidated by someone who's like, this is what I
0: believe, and here's why I'm right, guys. Yes. It's, it's like, what? Right. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. It does, You're right. And, and this doesn't. This is just, you know, a bunch of boys. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, this is lame. Like, mm. everything you're saying, I just don't believe any of it. The stuff with the daughter was also, I think, purposely skated over. Again, this is an incredibly fascinating part of Dick Cheney's life. It's really, really interesting. The fact that he has a lesbian daughter, uh, and during the campaign, did not come out for or against gay marriage. Like this was a very important part of his life. Yep. That, I mean, I. They sort of, they're they're given opportunities to humanize him. And they're given opportunities to say he's doing this for his family. He loves his daughters, he loves his wife, and everything he is doing is an effort to please them. Yep. But then at the end of the movie, it just throws that away entirely too. No, they're actively dehumanizing him. And they used it like again. It when, was manipulation. It wasn't legitimate humanizing, it was it was manipulation. Yes.
1: They are yeah, they're manipulating the audience, you mean? Oh yeah. Well, yes, exactly. And here's the thing. It's it and when they juxtapose certain scenes, like when he's he's like, I don't think I'm gonna make this one, girls and it's like oh it's a really heartfelt scene where he's he's gonna die and he's crying he's like mm, my girls mm, and turns out yeah no he's just gonna survive and he's gonna fuck over his daughter right the juxtaposition between those two scenes are just meant to make you be like wow fuck this guy right
0: and that's it and it's like uh, it, 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 that's just not how it goes I mean if you're a, I, I understand like there are certain human beings that are far beyond comprehension in some ways and there are some human beings that are unfamiliar to a lot of us but but they're saying, still human beings
1: but saying like 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 someone like this like could not do good or be good i know i mean there i i you, you well, we were just talking about this on another episode uh or the, the pre- previous show we brought up serial killers yeah and ted bundy and everyone fucking loved ted bundy exactly they loved him i mean he, he's a monster but <laughs> for them to have loved him he would have had to have been doing some good
0: things if he's just a monster, yeah. he's just a monster. What makes him scary is the fact that he's a monster in a human's body. Yeah, like that's what's terrifying. Yeah. Otherwise, he's just a coyote. You know, he's he's just a thing that you would find in the woods that would kill you if given the opportunity. He's nothing, and he's cued the same way. Again, same performance
1: all the way through.
0: Right. I agree. I, I entirely agree. It's in that and in that way, it's a very shallow movie. Right. The stuff the Scalia meeting too when he meets with Anthony Scalia for the first time and they have just sort of this maniacal cackle as though they were in the league of villains fighting the fucking Justice League. There's so many
1: of the, well, there's so many of those scenes too, like villainous, like like quiet dark room conversation, like you with know with Alfred Molina, right? That scene. At the I dinner? see. I kind of like that that's scene. funny. Yeah, I thought
0: it was very funny. But
1: again, similar problem where I stopped and I thought about it afterwards. I was like. That can't
0: be right though. Will you be having <laughs> mass torture? Will you be having total invasion of privacy? <laughs> or you could do this, which basically gives you the power to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is
1: what is happening in I this know. movie?
0: It's like, and you could have again, you could have told the exact same story, played it a tad differently, and the audience would have walked away feeling the exact same. Honest- That's the thing. Honestly, you can see CW. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! Wow! That's a take and a half. CW, you like W better than this? Yeah. Wow. (laughs)
1: Because I'm like, the Dick Cheney scenes in that are genuinely unnerving. Sure. I'm like, because he's played like a real person. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, what? He Mm -hmm. actually did, like, he he did that? What? And it's not like, yeah, this is just like, like. Darth like worse than than the, the like, like a characterization of Darth Darth Vader. Right, that's, that's really bad.
0: It's like he <laughs> has this meeting with Antonin Scalia in the seventies, and he explains this executive privilege. Mm-hmm. What was it? A unitary authority, unitary authority theory. Is that what unitary? It is? Unitary. Yeah, the unit. I know. I know what you're talking about. Unitary. Yeah. Author- but that's what the entire film is basically based on. Like we are, we have to understand that theory in order to understand the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. He uses this one. Uh, This one argument that Antonin Scalia made Mm -hmm. to justify his actions for the next 30 years. And again, rather than playing it intellectually and playing it like a real lawyer would play the situation, Antonin Scalia is like this little henchman, this little goon who just like rolled out the plans to the Death Star for Darth Vader to study. You know, it's like, oh, now we'll be able to take over the executive branch and kill a bunch of brown people in the Middle East. It's like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's literally not how politics worked. If you've ever spent any time with anyone in politics, like even in, on the fringes, if you've spent time with your mayor, if you've spent time with your local congressman, they believe that they are justified. People do not commit their entire lives to a pursuit without thinking that that pursuit is noble. Mm -hmm. And that's the scary thing about humanity, is that people think they are the good guys. The bad guys think they're good, which makes them impossible to defeat because they fight just as hard if not harder than you. That's what Dick Cheney believed. He believed he was keeping America safe in the wake of Uh 9-11. He believes he was doing right by his administration. He believes he was settling unfinished business from the early 90s. He believed that he was doing right by his family by making millions and millions of dollars off of oil contracts with Halliburton, yeah, I'm not saying they're right. I'm not saying he no. was morally justified, but he himself felt empowered and justified. Yeah, exactly. And and, and the, the the
1: real irony to this is that because we talked about this beforehand was that uh, Adam McKay clearly is takes this seriously, like it means clearly means a lot to him. But the problem with that, ironically, is that by not treating these guys Seriously, you're you're making the story feel like a joke. Yes. So the story to me is not being taken
0: seriously, and and the stakes are now lower. Yeah. Right. The stakes are now lower. We don't
1: cheapened. It's
0: yeah. It means nothing to me. I'll tell you what I did like. What? Although it was kind of emotional manipulation too. I love the Jesse Plemons thing. (laughs) That really, really worked for me. It, It it worked on so many cylinders. Yeah. So the entire movie, Jesse Plemons is narrating the story. And really all he is is an organ donor. for. (laughs) Yeah. And then at the end, he just gets hit by a car and he's whose heart now exists in Dick Cheney for the next 10 years. (laughs) Oh, my God. But that that sequence where they just show the black heart on the table. It's like, oh, come on, come on. This imagery is a little over the top isn't it terrible and they they this they is link. your this is your heart this is your heart on drugs
1: but they have their cake and eat it too not only do they show the black heart but when they cut to his it, chest all they ever show is a man with nothing in there with nothing in nothing there, in there. He's, he has no heart
0: Yeah, it's just a void pick one or the other fuck you also is it dick cheney's <laughs> fault that this dude got hit by a car and now has no, his heart inside no which is of him? why I, t- I was like wait wait
1: wait oh someone had him killed wait
0: oh yeah are we blaming no they didn't yeah are we blaming dick cheney for this yeah i was like wait what you know what else got glossed over too? when he shot the guy in the face that's like the biggest dick cheney story ever when he's with the hunting oh accident. yeah that's right why did we only spend 30 seconds on that yeah. that's a huge thing that was a huge scandal back when it happened again though they treated it like a joke right for some reason like was he actually in the backseat of a car when he just shot that gun willy-nilly that i don't know i don't buy that for one second why are we spending just 30 seconds on that? Why are we spending just 30 seconds on the daughter? Why are we spending just, you know... Was it saying that, like, Dick Cheney wanted to shoot the guy? No, that he like was, was just a... an idiot. Yeah. Okay. That's all, that he was just a bumbling fool. But they let the... And that he never apologized for it.
1: But they let the, the pheasant go. Like, they showed him, like, okay, we're going to release this pheasant to yeah. make it seem... Was that what it was
0: saying? That's Well, kinda... they, they, that's what they were doing. They were shooting pheasants.
1: Yeah, I know that, but they... but. The, the, some of the guys behind some bushes let go of a pheasant where normally you would just wait for the pheasants to come out and oh. then you would shoot them. Whereas these guys like had it almost like set up so that it would seem like Cheney was going to shoot the pheasant. But instead he shoots the guy in the face.
0: Yeah that's that actually happened.
1: But the the movie yeah. to me seemed like it was saying like Dick Cheney was trying to shoot this guy. That's what it felt like. Is that right? Yeah. Oh I I did not get that. That's how it played to me
0: and right. I'm like <laughs> what? I don't think it went that far, but still <laughs> <laughs> That would have been quite a leap. Dick Cheney actually meant to shoot this random Texas senator in the face.
1: <laughs> you know what? Good for you. Or Dick whatever, Cheney. whoever
0: whoever he was in Texas. You got some serious balls. Mm-hmm. And uh What did you like about the movie? Honestly, what did you like? I because, like? Again, I was very entertained by it. I like the performances
1: and the movie moves and it has some good funny moments. Like consistently. It's not like long gap and then one funny moment. It's like, no, it's consistently funny and amusing. It's 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 got kind of a I don't know, there there's a There's sort of a cable movie quality to me to uh, to the film. For me, oh, I'm going to
0: watch this a bunch of times.
1: Yeah, where you could just throw it on and like it just plays nicely in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Though it's strange, though, like again because the movie was fairly entertaining and maybe that's the novelty of Christian Bale's performance. Yeah, because I don't know if I would have liked the film even half as much without his performance. Yeah, but like the film is ugly; it's really terribly looking film in that way. Yeah, and I. What do you think of the editing? I hated the editing. Yeah. I hated the editing okay. because it was so silly. Again, it's like it's like, oh god, this is like amateur. The lo- freeze frames techniques. and the And freeze the frames zooms can be fine though, like if they're used properly, but this was just ridiculous half the time. Yeah. And it jumps around weirdly as, as well, you know, in exploring his character and and it it didn't always feel organic and then like you know like the scenes that set him up though which are kind of interesting like the, there's three scenes at the beginning that set him up where he's drunk where his wife's yelling at him and where the guy falls from the power line and breaks mm-hmm. his leg and i kept wondering like i want
0: to know if the power line thing actually happened yeah me too yeah cuz that that's a little <laughs> that's a little gruesome for the sake of gruesome yeah uh yeah it, it it's also again that is an interesting part of his character too the fact that he was but i was hoping they would explore that yeah a but they don't idiot. They just don't. Yeah, they don't really. And and also, it's just they, they flip the switch. It's like the wife sat down with them and said, you're going to make something of your life now. And he made something of his life immediately after that conversation. A little oversimplified. The Amy Adams performance also did not work for me at all. It did not work. And and, and I I get like you want to do like a Lady Macbeth thing with her. And you want to just, you know, you want to make her... Because again, he's doing a lot of this for her. Uh-huh. So if she's not evil, then he's not evil in a way. Like it's almost like everybody has to be culpable for this. Mm-hmm. There can't be just one good person, and 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 any sort of heart and soul or motivation in this movie mm-hmm. that that is just. I don't know. You're right. It's very it's very irritating. But still, I had a lot of fun, and I had fun with Carell, too. I thought his Rumsfeld was pretty fun. And yeah,
1: yeah, it was it was fine. I. I...
0: Again. I enjoyed seeing all of these characters that I have heard so much about and that, you know, uh, seeing I, uh, the uh, Tyler Perry, uh, Colin, Colin Powell, Powell. Uh, performance was, was cool. Interesting. I like that character. Condi Rice was in there.
1: It's just weird, though. Like, again, I'm still not sure if I don't know if I like the movie.
0: <laughs> I can't tell either.
1: I don't think I don't think and I've been I sitting did. on
0: it for a week. I feel the same way as you.
1: I I, I don't want to watch it again. Mm. I don't want to watch it again. So.
0: so here's my main problem now And it comes at the end and this, So there's this post credit sequence uh-huh. Or I guess sort of towards the end Where Dick Cheney is being interviewed for 60 minutes And he breaks the fourth wall And starts talking to the camera And this fucking pissed me off As well mm-hmm. Because now in this scene All of a sudden he decides to say What do you want from me I was just keeping you safe You chose me as your vice president And now I'm just doing my job And it's like, what is this monologue supposed to be? Is this now, in hindsight, your attempt to rationalize his behavior? It's like, is because this entire movie we've been watching two and a half hours of a cynical fuck destroying the United States, and now I was just trying to do the right thing. It's like now it rings very hollow, Adam McKay. Yeah, it's almost like let's squeeze in forty five seconds of motivation after the credits have rolled. It's like you
1: could have used this much earlier dude I And know it's, it's another it's like someone gave him a note well it's like you need you can't you need to have some motivation for the character you need to give him some reason or some explanation something and he's like okay i'll put it in at the end mm-hmm. And it's lazy it <laughs> is it's it's the laziest way you could have done it with the character literally turning to the camera and being like this is how i
0: felt about this and i'm sorry okay bye literally i know and and like it's trying to have its cake and eat it too Yep. Either he's cynical or he's not. I mean, and and you have chosen neither, or you chose one for two hours, and then the last thirty <laughs> seconds you decided to change your mind, and it doesn't work. Is it? It, just... it, it certainly doesn't. Like, yeah. is this his internal monologue? Is this what he's using as justification? Because again, there's no evidence of that prior yeah. to that scene. Yeah, this movie's kind of bullshit. It is bullshit. That being said, my god, I had a good time in that yeah. theater, and I have to square that somehow. Yeah. So. Um, Adam. Yes. I saw another movie. Oh, God, really? Was it the favorite? I watched it last night. You saw the favorite? No. Okay. There's just been this, like, mosquito just in my room, just buzzing around and biting me every so often. And I've felt this way since October. And so I decided to just swat that mosquito and kill it once and for all. Talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh no. I watched it last night. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm mad at you. <laughs> Why? What's there to like in this movie? <laughs> oh no. What's there to like? Oh
1: no. It's like it's like finally entertaining, I think. What is
0: there to like in Bohemian fucking Rhapsody? What? You didn't like This movie's terrible. <laughs> this movie's so bad. You didn't like it. You R- didn't Rami- warn me for this. You did not adequately prepare me. You were like, oh, it's an entertaining little romp. It's fine. It's fine. No, it's not. It's fine. No, it's not. It's fine. What is this movie? <laughs> it's so bad.
1: <laughs> you can go off. I don't care. I
0: don't it's mean, so bad. I don't have that much to say about it. I thought Vice was cartoonishly bad. <laughs> I thought car- I thought Vice was a thin portrayal of a true life account. Okay. Oh, my God, Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, here's my problem first and foremost <laughs> let's dig in let's dig into bohemian Rhapsody. i don't really have that much to say about it okay first and foremost the movie goes to painstaking lengths to frame for frame uh uh mimic the actual performance footage of freddie mercury at live aid and other concerts yes. like the impression is dead on and in that way like Rami Malek has a fairly good performance and he is compelling throughout the whole thing uh that being said it is more of an SNL impression than Sam Rockwell and Vice or than sure Christian Bale in Vice I'll agree and if you are going to go to that painstaking of lengths to recreate these sequences why are you not going to the painstaking lengths to actually recreate the story there are an enormous, absorbent. Uh, and (laughs) absorbent all of the above lots and lots and lots of inaccuracies about this movie so the boyfriend i looked this up afterwards the boyfriend at the end that like takes care of him until his death jim hutton jim hutton that's not how they met at all not even close to how they met Mm -hmm. he's not some butler that like that that is sort of this mysterious presence that comes into Freddie Mercury's life and then leaves and then Freddie tracks him down in the middle of London and asks him to go on the stage with him at Live Aid. Mm -hmm. They met like a year earlier at a gay bar. Freddie Mercury hit on him. Hutton didn't know who Freddie Mercury was, ignored him, and then they ran into each other a year and a half later. Okay. It is not... He's not like some like mentor figure that says come back at me when you when you when you love yourself freddie get a hold of me then it's like no it's not as it's not like that at all but in a way the real life story is a better story yeah like isn't that a way better like you run into the guy he doesn't know who you are ignores you and then 18 months later you finally woo him over Mm -hmm. that's a better story than some random like angel butler that drops in and it's like what Butler? We haven't had any butlers here in fifty years. It's like you think he's some figment of Freddy's imagination. It's like that's not how it worked.
1: I know. I'm just looking at it like from a from like inside of a bubble. I'm just imagining other people watching it. And again, I'm thinking of from from that perspective, and I'm like, yeah, it's 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 fine entertainment if you ignore some of those details well, my only, and here's the thing <laughs> so, I don't
0: have a problem with historical inaccuracy. no neither do I, I but, <laughs> but it, which it, is ironic since we just spent the last hour talking yeah, about it. yeah but them. there's
1: a level of importance to the story and like vice as opposed to something like the story of Queen and Freddie right. Mercury where it's like you can take liberties with yes. that story I don't really care about that that's fine and
0: I am all for by the way taking liberties in order to create a more compelling story
1: because you have movie. to I hate it when people say it needs to be 100% true I'm like yeah but the problem
0: is life is not that dramatic sometimes yes however bohemian rhapsody does not do that Mm -hmm. no choices that bohemian rhapsody makes is in the interest of drama or if it is in the interest of drama, that drama falls flat you want to make an historical account there's no reason to show 20 minutes of live aid and it's a long-ass sequence. There is no reason to show 20 minutes of Live Aid if you're not attempting to make any, a historical recreation of Freddie Mercury's life. Yep. It's like, why go through the details in those scenes and then ignore them in the script? That's what's so frustrating. Like, so much effort is put into what's on screen and so little effort is put into what's off screen. And I just can't stand that about the movie. The editing is terrible, it's horribly the sound mixing is very good as we as you mentioned fantastic like i would have been fooled if i did not know that he was lip syncing Mm -hmm. like i would have just assumed freddy that rami malek actually sang along
1: the editing is only bad to me though and i agree with that by the way but the editing is um really only like kind of janky for me at the beginning because the movie moves way too fast and covers way too many details in the beginning and i'm just kind of sitting there like "Mm," like it would have been a little more satisfying had you taken this time with these things but you know they only really show like like his amateur show with the the, the first time we're trying to rip the mic off right i wanted to see more moments like that where uh, Freddie actually becoming freddy
0: yes and they didn't do that at all No,
1: but to me the movie then stops essentially after like like a when would they have stopped essentially when once he comes out to marry that he's you know gay, and, all of the uh,
0: intrigue is gone, yeah, no, I agree with you the It almost sort of felt like a consequence of Brian singer leaving the movie early it, it, it leave- kind kind of felt like the movie lacked vision, and I wonder if a lot of that See, cleanup I, work was done in the editing room because of the I, mess on
1: set. I don't know though it felt fair- honestly didn't feel that inconsistent, it really didn't.
0: I disagree.
1: No, I, di- I disagree entirely. I no, it felt pretty no, it felt pretty much like a singular thing. All to felt I mean, honestly, if we're talking about cohesion, it's really not that off. It's not as on as it probably should be, but I never sat there being like, Oh well, this section is totally out of whack with like this section.
0: This movie is nominated for so many Oscars and it is I think this baffling. is the this is the greater
1: problem. Perhaps. Though honestly because I honestly don't think it's that bad I don't think it's that great but it's like yeah it's it there, there's enough there's enough to go and, and enjoy about it so that you're, you're left and you're like yeah that was
0: fun Mike Myers in this movie that was interesting oh my god he's terrible no one's gonna hear the name Queen ever again
1: I didn't mind <laughs> I didn't mind he was fine but that was also a big uh like meta uh moment for Wayne's world
0: oh my god I fucking hated it <laughs> oh my, don't even get me. Yeah, the line where he goes... No, going to be bopping their heads yes, driving down the, the road. Yes, the car song, that's the song they'll be bopping, teenagers will be bopping their heads to. Oh, I hated it! Hated everything about this movie. Such such lazy writing. Such, such lazy... The
1: dialogue yeah. was terrible. I think the greater problem, though, is that I, I honestly, I think part of it is our our uh, view of it now because of award season. Yeah. Which, yes, this I will agree with. I mean, I I like the movie enough... Um, but it doesn't deserve. This
0: thing is nominated for best picture. No, it won best drama at the Globes over *A Star Is Born*. I told you it was
1: wi- like, like you, you didn't agree with me at the time, but I was like, dude, you, you don't understand. Like it re, like next to *A Star Is Born*,
0: it's insane. It it's
1: really crazy. Did not deserve it. Yes.
0: What the hell? Yes. It's not even in the same league. Nope. No, they almost exist in two different versions of Hollywood. They have nothing in common. It's like these are two different award shows I'm watching. Yep. What? what? I,
1: I mean, to, to the credit, last year was was pretty bad in, in the way of movies. Black Panther is nominated for Best Picture. I mean, it's better than
0: Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> probably. It's not even close. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, probably. Black Klansman is better, and Black Klansman is just as amateurish and janky. Black Klansman. Spike Lee got nominated for Best Director. Yeah, what? That, well, it's a makeup call, right?
1: I don't care. It, 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 it's
0: it's his Scorsese. You could make that argument, but I mean, of the
1: movies that came out, like Scorsese was a good idea for a nomination of that year. It's like, yeah, okay, it makes sense to nominate him. Whereas, like, because the, the movie he made was also
0: good. Whereas, freaking Black Klansman. There's, thing? I actually feel that like there's a lot of similarities between Departed and Black Klansman. I'm not saying that it's a better movie, <laughs> or even on the same playing field like departed is way better, but they're both sort of rough around the edges. They're both late period films and that's true in, in each of their filmographies. And although like no one loves black Klansmen as much as they like do the right thing, they celebrate it because they love spike. And I feel like their, their adoration for that movie is similar to the way that I like the departed because I like Scorsese movies and I like black Klansman because I like Spike Lee movies. At least people Like, like talk
1: fondly of the departed. I hear people talk fondly of the departed all the time. I know, and this is people like
0: Black Klansmen though. I don't know anybody who likes Black Klansmen other than my friend uh, Wyatt, and that's about it. I mean, the movie did really well, (laughs) made a lot of money at the box office. Did very well, good reviews, and is going to win a lot of Oscars. I guess I don't know.
1: Just because a movie does well doesn't necessarily mean people like it. Bohemian,
0: what a terrible movie! Bohemian Rhapsody with I truly hated it. Also, what are you trying to say about Freddie? What exactly are they trying to say oh, in this movie? Oh, well, that's another issue. It's like, it's just... It's just a, all right, this happened in his life, then this happened in his life, and yeah, he did some bad things, and now he's a good guy. I guess, I
1: think the point is, like, illustrating, like, okay, this guy was a little bit more complicated than we, like, most people thought he was. And I feel like a lot of people probably don't have a good illustration of who Freddie was. And this did a fine enough job explaining, like, yeah, he's he, he was exactly like this, well, exactly like this, and... Um, uh, you know made mistakes in this way and in that way and he was only human here here and there and you know it has a purpose but, and it also has but it's not as it a,
0: runs into the problem that a movie like stars born did not run into and that is queen is one of the five most famous bands in the world yet freddie is still hanging out at his parents house and he's still you know going out in public and not getting recognized and it feels very small, even though the, that, the fact that Queen is larger than life at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star is Born makes an effort to be like, yeah, these two people are very famous. And although their story is compelling, it still exists in this large context. Yes. And Bohemian Rhapsody, like, no, I think the parents would have moved out of that little house by now. Sure. You I know, think I, 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 I think like, I, I don't know. Like, you wouldn't be getting into these fights with record producers. You would have way more clout than this. <sighs> bohemian rhapsody <laughs> hated the boyfriend or hated the other guy the 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 guy that pulled him away oh you're supposed the manager to. that pulled him away oh you're supposed to hate that guy yeah huh? i know
1: whatever <laughs> yeah that's fine i i'm on i'm totally on board with the uh like, like i said like i i enjoyed it enough and um and like i really like uh rami malek in it but the the level of award recognition that it's getting is
0: Almost shocking. It's baffling. Yes, it truly is. I don't have an answer for it. And also, like, the director is like a child molester, isn't he?
1: Who? Oh, Brian, Brian Singer. Sing- yeah. Like,
0: why is that not playing a role? Like, why are uh, uh, whatever? Yeah, that's the bizarre. Like, what? Like, it's, it's like everybody's going crazy about Green Book because Green Book it, it like shows an overly simplistic view of race relations. I guess is the complaint with Green Book and then the director uh, and also like the writer tweeted a thing about Muslims and like Brian Singer who directed Bohemian Rhapsody literally had sex with underage boys and that's not hurting that movie's best picture chances at all. That's fucking weird. Makes no sense. What else you got for me? Anything? Uh, God, I got nothing. I got nothing. What did you think of the Oscar nominations in general? I didn't really get your opinion on these.
1: I'm very like indifferent towards the Oscars right now. I am too. Very indifferent. I I read them and then I forgot them. Yeah. <laughs> I Bradley Cooper not getting nominated is baffling. It's crazy, isn't it? To me. And now we know that Stars Born ain't going to win best picture.
0: Yeah. It's going to be Roma. It is. Uh, Unless Green Book sneaks in there. No.
1: No no one gives a shit about Green Room. Mm.
0: Green Room? <laughs> I mean Green Room. Green book. Room should have been nominated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. It should have been. By the way, Jeremy Sonier directed the first two episodes of True Detective season three. Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see them though. Okay. Have you seen them? I did. Oh, how were they? Um good. Okay. <laughs> I, I I'm interested in your thoughts. Maybe you should check it out. Why? Just because you like Jeremy Sonier so much. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, it's television really. i don't i don't watch television oh you don't watch <laughs> <laughs> you only go
0: out to the cinema
1: that's right you know you television freaks in your basements
0: i don't watch television <laughs> that's not true what the hell's the matter with you? that's not true you just admitted to me off mic that you watch the bachelor now so i don't i, I don't buy yeah. it yeah no. you are in on the bachelor sure. yeah you're in
1: <laughs> it's called a guilty pleasure <laughs>
0: Uh, all right, I got nothing for you either. Yeah. I just wanted to express a lot of hatred towards Bohemian Rhapsody. I really Is don't. that all this was for? I really don't like that movie. <laughs> and Vice, go see. It's an entertaining time. Or don't go see. I it. would recommend. Mm. Although we bashed it for a while, I, I, I don't think I'm making my point of view clear. I really liked the movie. Mm, I don't know if I liked the movie. I just felt bad about liking it. Because my head told me one thing and my heart told me another. I really don't know
1: if I like the movie. Uh, I, I I don't know if I can recommend it. Honestly, there's better things to do with your time than go see uh, Vice. I'll say that.
0: Okay. I'm at funny Nico Tweets on Twitter. Where are you? At some Adam Hall. Cool. Uh, too many thoughts media.com or TMT.media. If you would be so kind, ladies and gentlemen, do give us a follow on Twitter and on Instagram at TMT underscore media on Twitter and at too many thoughts media on Instagram. We are, uh, we're, we're, we're boosting the, uh, the, the social media engagement a little bit. Or at least that is the hope. It's been like popping. Yeah, it is. It has been popping. is interesting. Yeah. We're we're trying things. We're trying to expand the brand a little bit. It's good. Trying to make TMT a household name.
1: It already is. Well, no. (laughs) Yeah.
0: We can only hope. Yeah. So that's what we're working towards. So give us a follow on those. It would mean the absolute world. Mm. Until then, ladies and gents. Happy movie hopping.